Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 17th day of February in the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking today about the report of journalist Seymour Hirsch, released the eighth day of this month, in which Mr. Hirsch revealed that the United States Navy, at the direction of President Joe Biden, was responsible for the September 26, 2022 attacks on the Nord Stream pipelines carrying natural gas between Russia and Germany. This story should be worldwide news because it's not every day that the United States commits an act of war against a nuclear-armed nation and against one of its closest allies blowing up. Nord Stream was an act of war not only against Russia but against Germany as well. One could argue against all of Europe which benefited from the Russian gas. Germany got its energy from Russia. That Russian gas fueled the German economy and Germany is a U.S. ally and member of NATO. The report, however, indicates that the German chancellor was somehow in on the deal because during the planning stages he was reported to be, quote, firmly in the Americans' camp, end quote. Maybe, maybe then he is a traitor to his own people, but this report is not about Mr. Schultz. Instead, it's about President Joe Biden. Who is Seymour Hersh, and why is he reporting such terrible things about the United States President Joe Biden? Controversy seems to follow Mr. Hurst since he won a Pulitzer Prize for revealing the My Lai massacre in Vietnam so many years ago. He also reported the torture and extreme conditions of the prisoners held at Abu Ghraib. In both cases, the federal government said, no, it wasn't us. In both cases, it turned out to be true. I find Mr. Hurst's report on the attack on Nord Stream to be believable, and I do accept it as true, I'm sure, that as in his other exposés, additional information will be found and brought to light. What will happen now since an illegal and unconstitutional act of war against two nations which has not harmed the United States in any way should be an impeachment offense? It probably won't go anywhere since the mainstream press, including the New York Times and Washington Post, have been largely silent, total silence then, in the U.S. press despite the fact or because of the fact, depending on the perspective that Mr. Hirsch has blown apart the entire narrative of the U.S. involvement in Ukraine as a response to unprovoked Russian aggression in Mr. Hirsch's report, he quoted the denials of the White House and the CIA, but he is an old-school journalist, a rare one in today's world of captive media. He does not submit his work to the CIA for approval beforehand, so quoting from the article, quote, as for comment, Adrienne Watson, a White House spokesperson, said in an email, this is false and complete fiction. Tammy Thorpe, a spokesperson for the Central Intelligence Agency, similarly wrote, quote, this claim is completely and utterly false, end quote. According to Mr. Hurst and his whistleblower sources within the government, Biden's decision to sabotage the pipeline came after more than nine months of highly secret back-and-forth debate inside Washington's national security community about how to best achieve the goal. For much of that time, the issue was not whether to do the mission, but how to get it done with no overt clue as to who was responsible. Word gets around, though. People talk. Once more, once more than one person knows about something, it's not so secret anymore, especially when it is an unconstitutional and impeachable war crime. Throughout all this scheming, Mr. Hirsch's source told him some working guys in the CIA and State Department were saying, 
quote, don't do this, it's stupid and will be a political nightmare if it comes out, end quote, with respect to those well-meaning working people, the government is nothing if not stupid, but also has complete confidence that it can shut down mainstream media anytime it wants. Sometimes the shutdown is by creating other more pressing stories for the media to bring us, such as balloons floating in North American skies. Anyone who knows anything about the military and how it works could tell in a minute that the balloon story is nothing but lies and disinformation probably intended to distract us and the media from the real story. F-22 stealth fighters were used in all except the attack over Lake Huron, which used an F-16. Both aircraft are equipped with cameras and recording ability, yet no pictures of the targets are available. All we get... From the government is hogwash, such as, we don't know what it is, but we don't rule out anything. I don't believe that story for a minute. I hope you don't either. In each case, the fighters used an AIM-9 heat-seeking missile to attack their targets. Fighter pilots are some of the smartest, most tech-savvy people in this world, so why would each of them select a heat-seeking missile for a target that emits no heat? The fighters are equipped with 20-millimeter guns, so why not use them? The president said... He was concerned about civilian casualties on the ground, so there is far more danger that an unexploded missile will land on someone's house than a balloon. No, the missiles were probably used because they explode, thus completely destroying the target, leaving no remains to be found by civilians. AIM-9s cost $439,000 each and 20-millimeter rounds very little. They will allow the target to be recovered almost intact. I don't believe any of this story since it makes no sense and it's brought to us by the destroyer of the Nord Stream pipeline. It sounds like they're playing us, just playing us, setting us up to be fearful of these, quote, objects, which could be space aliens or foreign invaders, but in reality, it's a way to distract us from other far more important events. Mr. Hirsch's story is an eye-opening and amazing piece. It details how President Joe Biden sabotaged the Nord Stream pipelines, cutting off Europe, from its source of cheap natural gas, the piece reveals to great, in great detail how the mission was conducted. Upon presidential orders by the U.S. Navy, I urge you to pull it from YouTube or Google and read it. It is the real story, not the balloons over Canada and Alaska for those in the Biden administration concerned about climate change. The ruptured pipelines emitted about 778 million cubic meters of methane into the atmosphere. Methane is reported to be 82 and a half times worse for the atmosphere than carbon emissions, so an environmental as well as geopolitical disaster. According to the report, a Stanford climate scientist noted that, quote, whoever ordered this should be prosecuted for war crimes and go to jail, end quote. In the case of Milai and Abu Ghraib as well, despite government denials, Mr. Hirsch was proven correct. What will become of all this, given the silence of the media to this point? Probably nothing, because who can or will prosecute Caesar? That's what the leader of the empire has become. Victoria Newland, Under Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, and Jake Sullivan, National Security Director, and, of course, Joe Biden himself, were the ones who organized the people with the expertise to pull it off. Mr. Hirsch reports that Jake Sullivan headed up the team. They must be really proud of themselves. What an incredible coup. They cut Germany off from Russia and made it dependent on U.S. sources of fuel. They destroyed Russia's source of export income effectively, rendering Germany a dependent vassal. They made up a story and planted it in the mainstream press that the wacky and evil Russians blew up their own pipeline. But I guess 
Those Russians are just crazy. I'm afraid that sooner or later, in one way or another, the American people will pay the price for this act of wanton aggression against two nations who had not harmed it. I thought this was supposed to be a democracy. Isn't that what we're constantly told, that something threatens, quote, our democracy? The people's representative were not consulted or informed, let alone the people. Since the church committee hearings back in the bad old Vietnam days, the My Lai Massacre days, the law has required Congress to be informed in advance of covert operations. Don't worry about that, folks. Don't worry at all. That pesky law, though, because that is why regular but elite Navy divers were used rather than covert special forces. The big guy could then argue that the attack was not covert, just a regular Navy operation. In the midst of a rising tide of official propaganda, it's not surprising that we turn to an individual who has shown us before that he represents the highest level of journalism and scholarship. The truth is often so painful it's hard to even look at, but nevertheless, there it is. We have to look at an act of war against Germany, a close ally, and Russia, a nuclear-armed country, but the attack also produced <clears throat> what is likely the greatest peacetime destruction of civilian infrastructure in the history of the world. In terms of economic value, the pipelines cost an estimated $30 billion, <clears throat> which is far greater than the 9-11 economic damage. From the date of the attack, September 26, back to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, February 24th, is about seven months, and the planning went on for nine months. Therefore, we must assume that the planning was going on long before the invasion. It's all a lie then. Whole story the administration concocted to explain its reaction to the invasion was just a lie. Sovereign nations strengthening their relationship through economic ties, thus gaining enough energy to fuel factories and heat homes. I guess that was just too much. Too much for the leader of the empire to allow to happen. So we are an empire now. The empire's got an empire, folks. The combination of several empire things has created a huge new rival to oppose it. The rival is China, Russia, and India, and a few lesser hangers-on. They all apparently have the combined aim of taking the U.S. empire down a notch or two. Power corrupts the mind and the morals. That's another result of empire, but it also means it exists not for the benefit of its citizens. They don't tell it what to do. They don't control it instead. It controls them, tells them what to do. They know it exists for the happiness of those known as the elite. They all believe basically the same things, whether at the great universities or the deep state. They are the great, the good. They all work together to make sure the empire's power constantly expands and rewards them. It doesn't matter who you vote for because democracy has nothing to do with it. Only the results the deep state want matters. My choice is just to say no to war. That's my choice. If enough Americans did that, the Russians and the Ukrainians would soon stop killing each other. Finally, folks, the U.S. planned and executed a covert, covert sea operation, which remains secret until now. Who says there are no conspiracies? I miss the honest republic into which I was born and into which my parents were born. An honest republic minds its own business, pays its own debts, but the U.S. is an empire now, empire's product being war. Is funded by inflation. War and inflation, it sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.